Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's... Kind of weird that in the middle and late portion of November, I'm welcoming in our next guest not to talk college football at the start, not to talk, you know, the beginning of a college basketball season, but I'm talking NBA draft. That's right, because it happened last night with our college sports guru, my good buddy, the great Zach Braziller over at the Post. Zach, how weird was that last night, man, covering the draft in the middle of November? I mean, you throw in the fact that it's it's virtual and you're covering it from your couch and just just everything that's kind of gone into it with no NCAA tournament, no combine, no real workouts. It was, I mean, it was a bizarre draft. I mean, it wasn't a great draft anyway, especially at the top. And then you factor in just the lack of evaluation periods for, for scouts and teams. And it was... I mean, we saw it after the first three picks. It was the free-for-all, basically. You had guys nobody thought would go high, going high. You had guys who people thought were destined top ten picks going low. And, you know, we'll see in the years to come, you know, if, we, if there were a lot of swings and misses here. But it, it, was a, it was a very strange night. You ain't kidding. And, you know, Zach, I wonder, because of the fact that, you know, college basketball didn't have its grand prize, the NCAA tournament, Combined with COVID, combined with this being kind of a weak talent pool to begin with, do you think adding all three of those elements into play is why this draft specifically didn't have a whole lot of buzz? Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it, definitely. There weren't, you know, there weren't a lot of big names. There was no Zion. There was no John Morant. You know, I I think that's part of it. And, you know, look, you also had a lot of guys people haven't seen. LaMelo Ball, R.J. Hampton, um, some other international guys. You know, and that, that I think is part of it. And, you know, I think it was a cool, you know, a cool wrinkle where you have cameras in the, you know, the homes of the kids. But without, you know, I, I also think you can't really match the atmosphere of the draft. And, you know, the Knicks fans, of course, booing whatever they do and, you know, so I think that that's all. That's also that was also part of it. There were, really wasn't a lot of buzz, um, you know. So I think they kind of have to factor all that in. But I I do think the fact that this was a draft where we were probably heavy on role players, maybe rotation contributors, and that's that's not something that I think excites people when you compare it to what we've seen in recent years. 
I think that's fair. Okay, Zach, let's get to Obi Toppin. He's a local kid. He might have been one of the stars of last year's tournament, if indeed there was a tournament. Let's start from this standpoint. Do you believe the Knicks took the best player available with Toppin at eight? Yeah, I do. I I know there are some people that wanted Halliburton, although the Knicks were not high on him at all. The, you know, there are other people who thought the the kid from Israel, you know, Teddy Avji. I can't even pronounce. Don't even bother. It's okay, Zach. I give you a pass. <laughs> I butcher names on a regular basis. Don't feel bad. I, I look. I, I I think Toppin's terrific. I know people were saying, "Oh, he's twenty two. He's not a great defender." Look, I I think too much is made of that. The guy was the best player in college basketball. He's a terrific athlete. He could really score. And to me, the thing that people are missing with this guy, when you talk about it, is just how much he's improved the last few years. He isn't getting better at an exponential rate. This is a kid who was under-recruited. You know, he goes to Dayton. His first year, he can't play. The next year, he's the 8 10 rookie of the year. And then this past year, he's a national player of the year. So this guy is getting better so fast. They throw with a good coach. I think he could be terrific. I, I mean, I I think he's you know I think he's he's got it all. He's he's a great he's a great person. That thing is no no one's talking about either. I mean, he this kid the year he had to sit out, he won their Spirit Award. I did a feature on him last March and talked to some people who just said he he's a he's a world class player in addition to being you know a a, a world class person in addition to being a terrific player. I mean, I think the Knicks got really lucky here. I love the pick. I, I mean, you know, you can nitpick all you want, but to me, this is a guy who's produced. This is a guy who's getting better. I don't, you know, I, I don't see an issue whatsoever with this move. Yeah, I'm with you 1,000%. Um, and I said it over and over again, Zach, over the last, you know, four or five days, for anybody who's been listening, they're probably sick and tired of me saying it, but I'm going to tell you one more time. I thought the two most impressive players that I watched in college basketball, and I get it, it wasn't a great year from a player standpoint, Obi Toppin and Cole Anthony. Is that outrageous, Zach? I mean, to me, when I watched them on the couch, they were the guys from an individual standpoint who, like, wowed me the most watching their games game in and game out. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. Look, there was no doubt that Anthony had some issues, and I've, look, I'm not going to, you know, deny, like, I've known the kid forever. I covered him since he was a freshman in high school at Archbishop Malloy. I think teams are a lot of teams are going to regret passing on him. He look, he didn't have a good year. That's there's no question. He got hurt. He shot low percentage. But this is a case he never complained. You know, his own coach is complaining about the lack of talent that North Carolina had. Well, and that's another never, thing, Zach. You know, we're talking about the shooting work. percentage, right? The shooting percentage of Anthony. I would take that and throw it completely in the garbage because how many times on that terrible Carolina team did they ask him to take like 27, 28 shots a game because you had nobody else who could make a damn shot? I Look, I he is a – the kid is a, is a very self-motivated, incredibly hard worker. He's been on the microscope basically his whole life, so the pressure is not going to save him. He's dealt with a ton of criticism already. You know, and the thing on the shot percentage, Anthony Edwards couldn't shoot. You know, didn't exactly light light up the you know, light it up either in terms of the the you know how high a shooting percentage he shot himself. I mean, I I think Anthony should have been a top ten pick. I look, 
we'll, 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 this will be something we'll look back on, but I know this. They are thrilled about Orlando. They think it's a perfect situation. His close friend, Mo Bamba's there. They like the coaching staff. The, the guard situation is perfect for him to come in and play right away. I, you know, I, I think this is going to be, I think, you know, this could be another Donovan Mitchell situation where people years later, like, how, how did this kid fall to 15? We got my main man, Zach Brazil from the New York Post, talking some NBA draft. He knows these guys inside and out. Um, Zach, do you have a player comparison at all for Obi Toppin? We know he's getting better. We know he's great around the rim. Um, is there a player that you would like equate Obi Toppin to? I've heard Stoudemire a lot. That's probably a little bit of a reach. He ends up being Amari Stoudemire. Nick fans are going to be thrilled. But if there's one you would equate to, who would it be? I mean, that's that's the guy. I mean, that's that's who everyone that's who everyone says. You know, you talk to scouts; they think that he has the potential to be that. I mean, he's a look. He's a terrific athlete, and his shot is not. You know, he, he can shoot the ball a little from deep, and it's it's something that's really improved. You know. I like I said I I think it's a great pick. I mean he's he's a New Yorker who, who grew up a Knicks fan. He's he's a guy that you know he's not like this. He's not like one of these guys who's been a huge star his whole life. This is a kid who's come out of nowhere. I think he's gonna really appreciate where he is and he's gonna really work as hard as he can because that's how he's gotten to this point is just by relentlessly working. And you know I I think it's what I think it's a good fit. Now look they need a point guard because you have him, you have Robinson, you have Barrett. You have some decent young players here, but you need someone to really run the team. And you know, I, and that guy really isn't, isn't, you know, isn't on the roster. At, you know, if you ask me, tell you this, so, Zach, I like Fred Van Vliet a lot more than Russell Westbrook. If I have a choice between the oh, two, I want. I don't want Westbrook well, anywhere near this team. That's a hard I, pass for me. I would. I wouldn't go near him personally. I mean, I, you know, Westbrook's a guy that. As talented as he is, once he loses that athleticism, and he's getting he's Guy can't up shoot age. the ball, Zach. Can't I, shoot I, the I, ball now. What's going to happen three years from now? Jeez. I, that would be a huge mistake. I, look, I guess the, the rumor, or at least the talk right now, is that Vliet's going to probably stay in Toronto. But he's, he's the guy. I mean, he, he's to me, he'd be perfect. You know, uh, I'm sure they're going to bring someone in. I, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, only time will tell. But I like I, I, I just want to see. You know, if you're a Knicks fan, you want to see them do it the right way. They they made some draft picks. They have some young players. You know, continue to build through the draft and with youth, and, and see where that takes you. You know, I mean, this idea of just you know finding, get trying to piece together a few superstars to save you. I just don't think it's going to happen, especially with with who the owner is. But I, I do think Toppin is a guy that could. To be a really good player here. I, I, I just I don't understand the theory. You know, oh, he's 22 and he doesn't play defense. You got a coach who's known for developing and playing defense. Could, could we let? Could we maybe trust the coach here for a little bit? And maybe maybe he. Why, why can he not get this guy to play defense? Why do we think that's not going to happen? Listen, I love the hire. I think Thibodeau is as good as it gets. I mean, from a Knicks standpoint, I can't believe they actually were lucky enough and smart enough to go and hire him. We'll get back to that in a minute. Emmanuel quickly, Kentucky guy, older, super long, can shoot the ball. Is this a rotation player, Zach, or debatable? I mean, he's a reach. 
I, I don't think I saw one mock draft with him in the first round. I certainly didn't see it. You know, I, I, I know he can shoot the ball. I know they have, you know, they have this Kentucky connection now. So I, I do understand it a little bit, but I, I think, I think best case scenario, this guy is a, you know, if you eventually, if you're a good team, what's, if you become a good team down the road, he's probably a sixth or seventh man. I just, I don't think he's a NBA point guard. I don't think he's an NBA starting guard, but he, hey, he can shoot the ball and he does have decent size. So we'll, we'll see. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Kenny Payne was, was convinced that, and I'm sure he was a big factor in, in them. Drafting him, obviously, Leon Rose is tight with, with John Calpar, so I'm sure he, he heard from him as well. I personally didn't love the pick. I like, I know they weren't big on him. I would have loved to see the Knicks look at Trey Jones. He's a terrific – I'm not saying Trey Jones is going to be an NBA starting point guard, but he's a terrific defender. He's got a high IQ. His shot is not that bad. I think Trey Jones is going to be a quality NBA backup point guard for a long time. And when you're picking where they were – I think that's, you know, their second pick at least. I, I would have liked to see them give him a look. Zach, I don't uh, disagree. And the other guy I would have pointed out is Peyton Pritchard, who I loved at Oregon. I mean, I loved him at Oregon. And you watch. He's going to be the Celtic backup point guard for like the next 10 years. Watch. He's going to be a fan favorite up there. 100%. I mean, there was another, you know, him, uh, you know, Trey Jones, and then Malachi Flynn is another guy, the San Diego State kid, a guy who can really shoot, who really knows how to run a team. And look, these aren't guys that I'm saying I think could be, you know, all stars or even NBA starting players. But when you're picking in the 20s, you 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 know, unless you're going to get lucky and hit a home run, I think you're just you're trying to you're trying to find a guy who's going to contribute to be a rotation player. And I just think Pritchard or, or Flynn probably had a better chance than quickly at doing that. Okay, Zach. Let's change gears. Let's go to college football. Has this been the most miserable season you've ever had a cover in the sport? I know from a fan standpoint, Zach, it's been miserable. And I get it. They're in a tough spot. A lot of people probably making the argument they should have never tried playing this season. Uh, Money talks. We all know that. But, like, from being in the position of doing what you do, I mean, this has not been, like, a real juicy uh, sizzling type of season, you know what I mean, dude? Uh, the way I look at it, and I kind of said this before the season, whatever we get, you just got to be happy with. Fair, I, totally fair. I like, like, and I kind of going to look at the same, look at college basketball the same way. Whatever we get, you just you have to, you just have to say like, just be happy we get that. Look, you, do I like to be writing about the the pandemic and you know the Coaches were acting like dumbasses with, like, you know, I want to pack the swamp with Dan Mullen and, you know, people not wearing masks and setting a bad example. No, I, I've had to, I've written things about that. And, you know, I want to be writing about the game and, and yeah, the players and the coaches. But my, my whole thing, though, is, yeah, it's, no, it has not been a fun season. It's, there's, there isn't a lot of juice, but you know what? It certainly beats the alternative. And I, I'm going to say the same thing about college basketball. Are you confident there will be a college basketball season, Zach? Yeah, I I do. I, I think so. They I can't mean, lose another tournament, dude. There's, there's just right. no way financially they can lose another tournament. And I think if there was a thought of not having a season, we wouldn't be at this point where we have all these games scheduled for next Wednesday. I think it's going to be very difficult. I think you're going to have so many stops and starts. I think you're going to have some teams that might play 14, 15 games. 
but I think there will be a season. Look, the fact that they're already basically setting up a bubble is, you know, in a, in a one city location for the NCAA tournament tells you all you need to know. They're, they're like, they're looking at this as we have no option but to play this season and to get to the tournament. That's really, you know, let's, let's look at it there. That's so, what they need to do. Zach, listen, yeah. they play 10 games. There's a tournament. We're all dialed in. You know it and I know it, bro. I love the season as much as you do, but if they have that tournament and, and they lose a couple of games along the way, so be it. And that to me, you know, speaks on us. The fact that they're already, you know, they're already setting up a bubble or at least planning for one is is all you need to know. They're going to do whatever they can. To, it's it's all about just finding their way to March. They will crawl to March if they have to, but that's what they have to do. You know, they that they the power conference need the team TV money for the regular season. We obviously they need the money for 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 March. They can't afford another, you know, not to have another tournament. I can see some power conferences going to bubbles for weeks at a time. The Big East is still considering it. I've heard the Big Ten has thought about it. You know, it, could I see some conferences maybe getting out of non-league, non-conference? Yeah, it, it could happen. But I don't think we get to this point. Just like with college football, you, you can't get this close to the season with schedules out and people being excited and, you know, teams working to get to this point and then just say, we're not going to do it. It just... It's not going to happen. Too many people are invested. Too much money is involved. We're going to have somewhat of a season. Now, it's, I don't think it's going to be a fun season, you know? But, like, I think when you're in these games and, and you're watching, I, I think you'll, you'll enjoy it, you know? I, I, I really do. It's, you just got to be happy and thankful for whatever we get. And, and hopefully next year we're kind of back to normal and we can kind of just forget about this godforsaken year. You ain't kidding, bro. Zach, final one. Considering you're a Jet guy and considering that you're a college guy, I tell you right now, Jim Harbaugh is the coach of your New York Jets in 2021. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? No, I, I hate it. I agree with I, you. I think I, it would be a monumental mistake. Monumental I, mistake. I mean... If you're getting the Jim Harbaugh from Stanford and San Francisco and the Niners, yeah, it'd be phenomenal. But there's something missing right now. I mean, look at this program. Michigan was they're they're non competitive at this point. I think Rutgers is gonna beat them on Saturday. And look, I I am not trying to pile on Rutgers. I think Seattle's gonna do a really good job there and he's actually already shown me something. But I just you look at them, it, it, there's something off with Harbaugh right now. I think he needs to take a year off, personally. I don't think I you know, the Jets, it's, they, they need like a, uh, they need a Bill Parcells. They need to go back to what happened after 96 when they won 1 15. But the problem is that guy is not out there. And I don't think Harbaugh is the guy. Not what I see in Michigan. Zach Braziller, college sports, pro sports extraordinaire. I mean, the guy's doing everything right now for that newspaper. No surprise there. Go, the Steve Serby and yeah. the Zach Braziller. I mean, and Sherman and Molly and the whole crew. Don't get me wrong. But listen, Serby shouted us out, so I got to give him a little love. And that way, in 20 years, Zach, maybe I'll actually get to do the Q&A, you know? Maybe, maybe. Go, go Dolphins, right? Hey, listen, I'm glad you're on board, baby. They've been the cover machine. I don't know if you make NFL picks uh, for the newspaper. You better pick them this week. No, I, I don't, but I just picked up two on my fantasy team for this week, so let's go. All right, you want some points. All right, Zach, thanks for the time, bro. Always <laughs> a pressure. All right, buddy. There you go. That's the great Zach Brazil over at the New York Post. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.